Because we had and half and well, no, we were in October. Just we had two in October. We've just been busy, you know, with like holidays. I'm trying to look at a new car, and I kind of hate myself for it. So oh, uh, why would you do that? I don't know. I I should know better because I feel like salespeople are pushier at the end of the year because they have like quotas maybe. I don't know. But at the same time, I've not stood up for myself and be like, I'm not paying over MSRP. But um, yeah, I'm hurt. There's my dog. Hi, Cooper. Hi, Cooper. Cooper say hello. made an appearance. He has made an appearance. Oh, there he is. He's usually not one for the vocals, though. No, he's he shouldn't bark in my lap, so we should be okay. But he has. Um, I tried to buy, buddy. That is my mouth, and it does not need your tongue in it. Uh, so, Zach is uh, getting kisses. Uh, so many deep throat kisses from the stuff. Uh, no, I had. Um, right. <laughs> I tried to buy him a little baby chair. You know those ones that you can mount to a table in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I tried to buy it one so he would sit next to me while I was working on my office desk. No. He wouldn't fit. The toddler looked huge in the picture, but apparently it is not dachshund sized. So now I know. I feel like I need to post a photo of Cooper on the Instagram so people know who we're talking about. Uh huh. Yeah. Or cooped up with and, Cooper. You know that. Yeah, you can just do that. Cooped up underscore with underscore Cooper. I want to say it could yeah. be wrong. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been. But either way, what monster do we have that could possibly eat my small dog? It's a frost worm. We thought since it was cold here we would go to wild mount and look at something icy oh what's what's cold there like uh depends on where you are but it's cold apparently i don't know i've not been mm. to wild mount no he meant here where oh. we live, <laughs> where we live? <laughs> yep. it's been a whole week guys. Uh, i don't know it was cold Alrighty. Yeah. tell me about this worm then <laughs> Clearly firing on all cylinders. Oh yeah. Where do oh, we yeah. find it? It is in the Explorers Yes, the Explorer's Guide to Wild Mount, page two eighty nine. I did have to check the book. We don't use this one a lot, okay? There you go, because wasn't this the one you were gonna use to run a campaign? Yeah, the campaign I never ran. Like two and a half years ago. Okay. Yep. That was <laughs> Nobody's that counting. Hey, Zach is gonna run a campaign too. Oh yeah. <laughs> they have a whole server of players who haven't, who's made characters, I think. I don't yeah. actually think we actually talked about making characters again. I don't think we actually cycled back to that. So, I was no, supposed to visit. Made, we made characters, we gave you backgrounds, and then we stopped. But that's how D&D goes sometimes, guys. It happens to everybody. That, that is definitely how D&D goes sometimes. But okay, what we got here for our monster? A worm. Wild mouth. This frost worm is a gargantuan monstrosity, which means it's real fucking big. Yes, it is. And it is unaligned, so it don't give a shit. Um, its armor class is 18. That is all natural armor. It has hit points of 264 or 16d20 plus 96. Um, a speed of 40 feet. Burrows 30 feet. It has a strength of 28, a dex of 8, can't move real fast, it's big as hell, um, con of 22, an intelligence of 1. I mean, I don't think he's dodging. He ain't dodging, he's yeah, just like, taking them hits. Like, yeah, armor class of 18, he ain't dodging. No, he got like 250 hit points, he's a beefy boy. Does that he was... even need to dodge at that point? That's the, that's no. the point. No. Yeah. 
funny. Yeah, and he could also just go underground, so. Um, a wisdom of five and a charisma of five. So, he's not smart, he's not dexterous, and he ain't wise or charismatic. But he's strong, he beefy, he take the hits. Um, he has a plus 12 to constitution saving throws. Oh. Plus three to wisdom saving throws. Good for um, him. Which balances out that negative three modifier, so... That uh, just comes down to the dice. Mm-hmm. Um, he's vulnerable to fire damage, but immune to cold. Makes sense. He's a giant frost worm. Uh, is 30 feet of blind sight, 60 feet of tremor sense, and a passive perception of 7. So, you could sneak past him, maybe. Uh, With a passive that low? Yeah. Dang. <laughs> he ain't smart enough to talk. Um, and he's a challenge rating of 17. Pretty high challenge rating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he is just like this giant icy worm. Yeah, big ass worm. That, like, the front end of him is all teeth. Yeah. I actually think I remember this from the Wild Mount episodes of Critical Role. I'm fairly certain they turned this guy into a turtle and just left him on the ice to die. That's, that's something. Or they did something very, very horrible to one. It was funny, but it was very, very mean to it. <laughs> oh, I haven't listened to Campaign 2, so... I haven't listened to 3, so I can't judge. Oh, man, 3 is... I'm having a good time with 3. I need to watch it. Or listen, I guess, more than anything. Uh, but sorry, carry on. My bad. <laughs> so, he has a freezing body. A creature that touches the worm or hits it with a melee attack while within five feet of it takes 3d6 cold damage. So, uh, I guess you, like, break off shards of ice and freeze yourself. That's fun. It does a death burst. When it dies, it explodes in a burst of frigid energy. Every creature in 60 feet makes a DC 20 deck saving throw. (laughs) Oh, some people are not making that one. I mean, he is gargantuan, and he is, you know... Pulling a la Geodude self-destruct here. Taking 8d6. So, 8d6 is a lot. That could down, well, probably not someone who's fighting a CR-17 thing, but... Hopefully not. They should live a little longer. We'd hope. Yeah. Does cold damage... 8d6 cold damage on a failed save. Half as much on a successful save. Uh, If you are eaten... If you are inside the worm, having, I don't know, gone in there by being eaten or... Having the worst day of your life? You automatically die if you fail this throw. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough. Like, a, it's, a tw- it's a 20 DC save, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, You just sucks. die. Don't, don't get eaten. Don't do... It's a li- You're fighting oh, a gargantuan shit, worm. Fuck, I can't read. You guys gotta stop letting me read shit. I lied. All of that was a lie. Don't have to yell. What did you read the wrong stats or something? No. When it dies, they automatically fail the saving throw. I just like s- flip some words around. <laughs> so you oh. can't save. <laughs> you don't auto die. Sorry, guys. I mean, you could. Nobody's going to judge if you do, right? I would maybe die. I mean, probably. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a fun time, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Thomas is pointing out that I didn't read the flavor text. Okay, I didn't think so. I was like, you didn't read the actual description of this thing. You just started no, right in on I the box. No, I started at the top left of the page, and that's where the box is. That's... The flavor text is at the bottom right. Who does that? Of course I skipped it. It's in the wrong wizards. place. Wizards. Okay. They don't know how to format shit. Yeah, shit. wizards. Um, it's a picture book. It so, doesn't go in order. So, you guys are forming your own image, and then we'll read the flavor text, and you'll see how it aligns at the end. <laughs> I think it's a worm, and I'm going to assume it's probably blue or silver, because that screams ice to me. Am I close? Yeah, it's kind of purpley, actually, with some oh. white, white, silver, snowy armor. Okay, okay, so, I mean... It's like an armored purple worm, giant purple worm. Oh, that's worse. That's yeah. worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. His Mm-mm-mm. mouth is a gaping. Um, At least so, two jaws in there. If you get eaten by the worm, you don't auto-die. You do auto-fail and take a shit ton of damage. Um, though it would be fun if you just auto-died. I like it. Um, Tunnel It would be fun <laughs> unless you're done. that player. Adrian is done with today. She's ready for the auto-death. I'm already done with the work week that's going to start tomorrow. Is what's happening. <laughs> Same. I have some Sunday Same. Sunday scaries happening or something. I get you. I'm ready to not go to work this week either. Um. So he can burrow through solid rock at half its burrowing speed, and it leaves a 10-foot diameter tunnel in its wake. Damn. Um, so that's a lot. It has multi-attack. It makes tubes. What? What comes out the other end of him when he's eating salad rock? Rocks? I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing earthwormish, where it does just poop out earth at the other end. Yeah. Um, it makes two bite attacks, or uses its trill and makes a bite attack. So we're going to learn about the trill. That's fun. That's terrifying. The bite is a melee weapon attack, plus 15 to hit, reach of 10 feet, one target, does 3d8 plus 9 piercing damage, plus 3d6 cold damage. Um, so you might say a bit of frostbite? Yeah. 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 If the target is a large or smaller creature, it has to succeed on a DC 20 deck saving throw or be swallowed. Um... So, mm. that's such a high dex DC, man. It is a, what, a 17 challenge rating, so... Yeah. Like, I have a character that literally couldn't succeed at that. Um, a swallowed creature is blinded and restrained, has total cover against attacks and other effects outside the worm, and it takes 3d6 acid damage and 3d6 cold damage at the start of each of the worm's turns. <laughs> Um, so you don't want to chill out in there very long. Mm-hmm. Chill out. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun. Uh, if the worm takes 30 damage or more on a single turn from a creature inside of it, um, the worm must succeed on a DC 20 con saving throw at the end of that turn or regurgitate all swallowed creatures, which fall prone in a space within 10 feet of the worm. Nice. So you gotta hit it on the inside and make it vomit you up. Make it hurl. Mm. Yeah. Can you attack if you're restrained? Restrained means you, uh, mm. I think you can attack, but it's disadvantage. Well, you're blinded, so you're already disadvantaged. Yeah, you're not having a good time, I mean, that's for sure. How hard, okay, oh, I can't see. How hard is it to attack something that I'm inside of if I can't see? 
I would neutralize that. If it's like stomachy and it's kind of holding you, it shouldn't be that hard to attack, right? Shouldn't I be, see, but like I see the, posi- by D and D mechanics, it is at least disadvantaged. Yeah, yeah, I would see. You're in there with maybe a bunch of rocks, so that could be a problem. That's true. I, it has been digesting and eating stone all that day. I could see it as an using an item to cause damage, possibly. Well, or a spell. Or a spell. Or... Like it's not. That's like, true. Yeah. You're not like you don't have to swing your great axe inside this thing's stomach to do damage to it. Some people do. Some people do. Those people. The barbarian would not be swinging very much. They'd have disadvantage on the attack. It does say they would get disadvantage. So at least disadvantage and blinded would give you disadvantage too. So I would just say single disadvantage, yeah. right? Yeah. There's no such thing as double disadvantage. No, just single roll. <laughs> roll the statistics roll don't times. change. Roll yeah. three times and take the absolute lowest. All right. And then the fun part, the trill. The frost worm emits a haunting cry. Each creature within 60 feet that can hear it must succeed on a DC 20 wisdom saving throw or be stunned for a minute. A creature mm. can repeat the saving throw each time it takes damage and at the end of each of its turn, ending the effect on a success. Once a creature successfully saves against this effect, or if the effect ends for it, that creature is immune to the trill of all frostworms for the next 24 hours. Frostworms are immune to this effect. Interesting. So. That's terrifying. Trilling is something you do on a flute, though, right? Well, you think of like a bird trill, like a yeah. It's like a yeah, high and pitch it's sound. but higher pitch. Yeah, it's I'm like something you do like do. on a flute. So I just kind of think it would be hilarious if this thing like pulled out a tiny flute and went and just like stunned everyone <laughs> with its musical talent. Yeah, I don't know. This opened up the idea for me that there might be more than one frost worm, though. I guess it's like they don't work on each other type thing. Yeah. So, which would make sense. You should be immune to your own species thing. But, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been wrong not. before. All right. So, now to the flavor text that I skipped in the beginning. Zach will edit it. It'll be fine. No, he won't. <laughs> he <laughs> no, absolutely no. will not. <laughs> Frost worms burrow through the snow, dirt, ice, and rock of wild mounts biting north. These enormous monstrosities eagerly consume any living creature they can wrap their jaws around. So, they like to eat. Well, if they leave a ten foot hole behind, that's most that's most things. Yeah, how is the not just like collapsed everything? Um a frostworm spends most of its time beneath the ground, conserving energy while it waits for prey to pass overhead. Um, I don't know how it manages that with a freaking passive perception of seven, but okay. Tremor sense. It can hear anything near it. Oh. Up to the range of its tremor sense. Oh, okay. That you don't have to check it. for that one. Yeah. A frostworm spins most... Well, I read that. Smart travelers can identify a frostworm's hunting grounds by looking for recently iced over tunnels. When the worm senses vibrations above it, it bursts through dirt, ice, and snow... Those who escape its initial assault must still contend with the worm's haunting trill, a hypnotizing call that stops creatures in their tracks to make them easy prey. So, it won't eat you. Mm-hmm. Imagine you have to, you know, have to conduct a study on how to walk without rhythm over these guys. The, the results would be staggering. None oh of that my made God. any sense. That it was no a sense. really, really <laughs> bad pun. Push him out of his chair, please. <laughs> It's it's a Dune reference. Come on. 
the Fremen and uh, the big, big, big worms. It's been a minute since I've engaged with any Dune content. I'm sorry. I don't remember. It's fair. They're coming out with a second one, apparently. Oh. Movie. I don't know if anyone's asking for that. Did we see the first no, movie? No, but I read the book. Okay. I thought the first movie didn't do great, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I didn't see it, but that doesn't count. I, I don't see anything. True. I know it came to streaming really quickly, but I don't know. That's that's wild. Cool. No. Well, that's what the Frostworm is. Sorry I can't read, guys. It's all right. You shouldn't <laughs> say that, because now I'm going to have to leave that in, and now I can't edit it. I've referenced it way too many times for you to have possibly edited it out. It's fine. I'll get most of it. Uh, so, all right. So let's think of how to use this. My my thought is clearly they have to be somewhere icy, right? That's its natural habitat. Um, and I think this this creature doesn't really have much in terms of back, background to really tell you that it has, like, it's there because it's there. It's just a predator, right? Like, it doesn't have, like, a backstory or anything other than it's a monster that exists which means it's just a monster you can encounter mm -hmm. and so the way i see it is it's probably going to just be in an icy terrain i would probably put it on a random encounter table for a high enough level party or if you really want to scare the shit out of your low level party mm -hmm. have them fight it but have it miss a lot like maybe it was injured by someone recently so it's eye like i don't remember if it has eyes i'm assuming they're shitty because it has such a poor perception check well and it's underground most of the time so yeah so when it's above ground though like let's say they have a chance to dodge the first attack because it's not that good at sensing things and then maybe its eyes are busted for a low level party so it has a really hard time but it would be a fun thing to chase your party out of the tundra with yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. It's like, this is like an escape scene. <laughs> yeah, it would be good to be like chasing them somewhere to where they have to be chased somewhere where it can't really burrow, which I guess would be the sea more than anything. <laughs> um, it doesn't say it has uh, amphibious qualities, so you might be able to escape it through the water, uh, which I think would be interesting to kind of drive your players to the sea as like a, you're getting on a boat or you're getting here somehow one way or another. <laughs> or... Um, a little bit of Even railroad. worse, um, you fun, could kind of railroad, railroad. If you're trying to get them to like a village that might have characters that are strong enough to kill it, they could ch be chased towards the village and then that village will spawn, but also be pissed at them for bringing death upon them. So that won't go well for them. But for a higher level party, definitely just throw this at them for a fight. This will be an interesting encounter unless they turn it into a turtle and just leave it on the ice for them to leave. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm fairly certain that's what happened. I'm fairly certain Jester just polymorphed it into a turtle and left it on the ice upside down uh and so yeah it was hilarious and polymorph lasts an hour so you just get away walk away <laughs> i think they also they might have put it in like a bag of holding or something and let it suffocate in 10 minutes or something like that oh that's brutal it's been a while. Don't quote me on that. I don't remember. I remember them doing something really mean to it that even Matt Mercer was just kind of like, I don't trust you guys anymore. <laughs> but clearly, fight form, I would definitely surprise them on like walking under the ground or something like that. Um, you could maybe give them a little warning that something's coming uh, because you could be like, well, oh, uh, there's signs like don't walk walk out of rhythm stuff like that like take a cart do something to try and hide yourselves from the group or from the creatures but that's a little yeah. difficult i don't think that's going to easily work like that so definitely throw them yeah. the monster try and attack them see what you can do with that and or straight up you know they're trying to get us escort somebody across the terrain right and they yeah. know they're there 
They just like <laughs> yeah. And if it's something like a low level party, give indications like there's a ten foot or yeah ten foot open hole somewhere or something like that. Like or if you're really feeling it, put it on the side of the ground and have it where they take shelter in a snowstorm in the opening at night and mm-hmm. do it that way so i would say ooh, yeah there's a shelter here to hide from this blizzard uh but in the morning if they're if they're a little bit too active and move around too much that's when the worm attacks mm-hmm. or when they're sleeping to really get them rude. so uh i mean adventure right it's uh-huh. not rude it's adventure so yeah what magic item do you guys have for us today so we've pulled up the pipe of smoke monsters and this can be found in bah, bah, bah. Uh, it is in Zenithar's Guide to Everything. I don't actually have the page number for that. Uh, I might be able to find that pretty quickly. Let's find that out. Page it 138. Is... There it is. 138. Nice. Thank According you. According to I'd... the nice person who actually cited their source on the wiki, on the fandom wiki. On the Forgotten Realms wiki. Yep. Aren't people who cite sources great? I love them. Something like that. Yeah. Really appreciate them doing that for us. So, the pipe of smoke monsters is a magical pipe whose smoke can be shaped into the form of creatures. That's it. Like a Cooper that just made a reappearance. He is. He might be a little longer than a cube, a foot, one foot cube, because that's the restriction, isn't it? Right. So, the user of the pipe of smoke monsters could concentrate while exhaling to shape the smoke into the likeness of any creature, such as a dragon, a flumph, or a frog, a frog hemoth. Or a Cooper. Mm. Or a Cooper. Or a Cooper. It's just one little dog. One little weenie dog. One the, little weenie. The ship um, occupied a volume occupied. It keeps talking about this item in the past tense, like they don't exist anymore, and it's kind of annoying. There's, there's secret. The shape occupies a volume no larger than one foot cubed on a side for a few seconds, and then dissipates. This one sticks around, unfortunately, a little longer than a few seconds. Uh, Your pet puppy so dog? Does my pet puppy dog. So does farts. It's really rough. I had to no. change his food. Uh, don't do that. Do it slowly. I didn't have that option. Uh, that's, that's interesting. I would see this as a beautiful item for a bard or a storyteller. Yeah? Yeah. College of Lore or any bard who's just trying to do something. You could kind of pitch it as a, um, oh, it's in Wheel of Time. What is the name of that dude? He is a storyteller and I cannot remember. He's a gleeman. That's the name that they call him. A gleeman is a storyteller or performer of some form. So uh, I think that would be a good use for a gleeman or also anybody who's trying to tell like a interesting thing in a one foot cube, <laughs> but in a, uh, in a very well, no, small no, no, no. The shape, cube. the shape takes a one foot cube, right? So you could puff out a soul bunch of these bad boys. I would assume. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. I could also use it as you could also put it as a um, uh, like a talking communication aid. Like if somebody's mute or something like that, you could use this to communicate. I would allow them to probably use text on it as well instead of just monsters, as long as it fit in that queue. Mm. Uh, just as an interesting yeah. twist on it. Uh, it very much reminds me of the holophoner from Futurama. Did y'all ever watch that? No. no. Essentially, one of the main characters in the episode trades his human hands for devil hands so that he could be a master of the holophoner, very devil went down to Georgia-esque kind of thing. Mm. Uh, and... Uh, he is really good at that, but when you play it, it creates scenes and stuff of what 
your storytelling with it. Mm. And it needs to be a cool way to storytell. Um, I think if I were to use this, it would probably be as a someone who's not necessarily ancient or old, but has knowledge of the area, and they're just essentially establishing exposition for your plot or your right. lore of your own world. Right. I mean, and they're just I, telling the story with pipes. Obviously, Gandalf comes to mind, right? Like, that's right. I bet I mean, that's the inspiration for this, right? Possibly, and, and I'm. It strikes me as an item that could be used as somebody's like magical focus too. It's just kind of. Uh, a, a wizard's magic focus. I'd allow it. But, yeah. I really want to, having seen this item, I kind of want to give all of my players just as an option a, because it's a, is it uncommon or is it's it common. common? Common. Yeah, so like a common trinket is what I think would be kind of cool for every character to have to build as their like character description. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be cool to have one of those as a character thing. Uh, but yeah. That's what I'm rolling with. Any questions for a DM? Ooh, so many questions. It's a crickets. Um... It's just... Well, that's Cooper's little foot hanging up. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. What's it like pro- owning the best doggy in the world? That's not a real question. I, w- I would not, not know. <laughs> it is not this dog. This dog no, that peed on a friend f- last night. That dog's a fucking turd. Aww. When have you met him? Well, you were here. We person. came to your house and he broke out, and we had to chase him like down the block. Mm-hmm. You don't remember that because you weren't there. Oh, you guys, you weren't, you weren't work. Oh yeah, I have. Uh, I really <laughs> need to have like a pre-written message that if I just say like Cooper instructions, my phone automatically tells you the rules of dealing with him. Because I was at um, my grandmother's over Thanksgiving. He escaped three times. It is the most I've ever exercised outside. Uh, it was a very good reminder that I am asthmatic, and I don't like to remember that I am. So, yeah. But how about for our um, thing, I want to talk about time loops. Ooh. Time loops. So I'm okay. currently using a time loop. Let's so talk about time loops. Time Let's talk about time loops. Yes, it's just a jump to the left and then repeat the same process over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I am currently running a game where the, and it, this is based off of, I, I kind of took the concept from Mother of Learning, which is a, uh, it used to, it's completely free online to my knowledge, but you can get Kindle versions of it from Amazon. There's also audiobooks on it that are pretty good. It's a four-part book. It's probably like 40 hours or so in total. It was written online. It's not published as usual. Mm-hmm. And uh, I could not tell you the author's name. I'm pretty sure their handles like Nobody101 or 103 or something like that. But their their name is very Demagoge something. I can't remember. Kermaic mm-hmm. or whatever. Either way, he has a time loop that he has. He has one month in his time loop to solve something. So he starts his education at school for the month, and then in a month's time, he uh, is uh, blown up on campus. And so what I have is a very similar thing, except these guys only have a week. So for the week that they are on campus getting their training as spell jammers, at the end of it at their graduation ceremony, they are killed. That was the first round of the plot. And so they get killed in a spectacular fashion, uh, and they're like, oh crap, do we, they, I scared them. They, they, my players are just like, are we making new characters? I'm like, no, I'm not a dick. 
Uh, okay, I'm a little bit of a dick. But uh, so I, I was like, no. And so the re- I had really, I took ridiculous notes for session one, which was like, where were you on the ship? What are you doing? And that stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is something happened at the academy. They are now stuck in a time loop together with an NPC. Oh, that's fine. And so the NPC is the one who created the device. And it's essentially set from the time that it was activated to the time that the death occurred. And that's the window that it gives you. And so every day or every time it happens, they get reset to the ship taking them to the academy. And then if they fail or if they they die, right? Or something happens. And if they die in the meantime, it resets them. And okay. so, or the, the creator of the item can reset everything automatically. Now I'm wondering if that was because there's an arc that's very similar to that for the Adventure Zone. Mm-hmm. And it also, it's the one that they meet the Purple Worm in, too, that they encounter the Purple Worm in the Adventure Zone is also a time loop one like nice. that to where, like, yeah, if they don't figure it out by a certain time, basically everything blows up. I think it's because they're on top of a mine of some sort, and, like, the mine goes kablooey. I forgot that yep. one was a time loop. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. They yep. also do a whole series, like, where they have a year before this giant monster comes, and so they have, like, a year to prepare or train or whatever to try to figure out how to eventually get out of this... It's not... Yeah, they all get reset on their ship at the end of every year. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. it's like, even that if you die That was not really early, a time loop. That... It's a time... It's not a time loop, but it is, like, at the end of each year... This big battle happens, and then if they, as long as the ship escapes the world, then they all reset on the ship, and then they go oh, okay. to a new world, and then they have another year to try to figure out how to stop this thing from happening. Nice. The uh, the characters on here, they're it's essentially a link to their souls. So their souls are kind of the source of magic in this world, mm. uh, as well as divine blessings. But the way it's kind of working is that um, the characters' souls reset, meaning they retain all their knowledge and information in their level. They don't go back to level, like, one or whatever every time. And uh, when they reset, they just lose some of the items that they had on their person. Yeah. But I give them cash to begin with so that they can pay out stuff and move from there. So it's very interesting. They kind of panicked, and they, we had, like, two weeks between play sessions. Mm-hmm. since the reset and so they're like "Ooh, i forgot what we were doing and so i have my meticulous notes from session one so i knew where they were starting and i know what the main plot of everything is and i have like multiple combat encounters i have everything i essentially let them do a group roll and set the dc based off of what's expected to happen and how well they roll and they barely pass the roll to succeed on their one try uh, for a combat encounter. And I don't make them play the same combat encounter. I'll give them more new combat encounters as they unlock more of the plot. But uh, if they add any more people, the amount of time that they can loop decreases. So right now they have five loops. If they add any other NPCs to the group, then it drops down to three. And so the more people they bring into the loop, the fewer that actually uh, can benefit from the time loop and the number of times they get. So if they fail to solve the puzzle in five loops, the session's over, but I gave them plenty of time to figure it out. Um, and they have, um, they finished all of their training and did really well in like the first two days. So they have three days to dick around on campus. And so this time they did all of their training in one day, but they seemed to know what the training simulation was before going to combat. 
And because of that, they nailed it really quickly to the point where, like, the instructor was just like, that's sketchy. And they told another NPC that they knew what was happening and that they uh, heard, one of the other students told them what the simulation was. So they got that guy in trouble, and that's where we left off is now they're trying to do this. So they <laughs> oh, have no. to... We're not time travelers. Care- Somebody just told us. Yeah. They're carefully navigating through everything to make sure that they don't... Um, trigger anybody who's already in secret or anything like that so i've got like points to where if they do too much information they get killed in their sleep like there's so many things that could happen to them in the meantime (laughs) like the first night there's a robbery and they're supposed to try and track the robbers and try to figure out what's being stolen and for what reason and in doing so uh they have already got the academy on watch and they're just making sure that they're not cheating with their work so it's it's a very exciting thing to try and figure out. I'm looking forward to keep running it. We're playing on the ninth, I think, is the next session. Uh, so, but I wanted to do this with you guys. That was the intention, but uh, it ended up being no, it wasn't. That was a different plot. So I can tell you this: if we ever do our live play, yeah. Uh, but yeah, any yeah, so other that suggestions? Did not sound familiar. <laughs> No, we're not. I, that'll be another thing. That's my uh, spell jammer plot. The other one y'all are talking about was the island, is what mm-hmm. we were looking at. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got to homebrew. It was fun. So, yeah. Any suggestions? Uh, where can they find us, Adrian? They can find us on Instagram at Sweet Tea and D and D. And actually, Thomas is mostly doing that right now. Ooh. Um, yeah, by mostly, she means not much. I'll post, yeah, when the, right. I'll post when the episodes drop most of the time. Heck yeah. More we, than were, we, I do. we were traveling when the the uh, Halloween one came out. I realized like two days later that I never made a post for it. I was like, oops. It <laughs> happens. It happens. So, yeah. Um, any content recommendations? Um, We just finished. Well, I just finished. Um, it was Adrian's second time watching it. Season one of The Legend of Vox Machina. The Critical Role series that's on um, Amazon. Amazon Prime. Um, that was quite enjoyable. It was a lot of fun. We watched like all ten episodes in like two two sittings. So, mm-hmm. but Adrian's into season two pretty good now because mm-hmm. yeah, she didn't want to wait on me. Um. <laughs> I I haven't even watched season two. I mean, I I watched the original era of it when it was just live play, but yeah, season one was really good. It definitely. Like, because I kickstarted that, I got some things out of it and I had early access to it, so we had a watch party when that came out. But nice. yeah, I definitely need to watch more of it. Um, I would... I'm going to ask y'all's opinion on the on the pod. Um, so I uh, don't have time to read, um, or physically read, I should say. So I listen to audiobooks and I have some driving coming up. Uh, particularly, I drive for flight lessons every week, so it's about two hours on the road. I have a bunch of books ready. And I'm trying to figure out where to go next. So I have um, the first book of the Dresden Files. So that's an option. Red Rising, which is a Pierce Brown novel. Uh, I did finish the first three of Mistborn. So Ooh, that's done. Nice. nice. Um, I have The Captain, which is a Will Wright book. Yes. Uh, I also have The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. So any, any recommendations on where I should start? I haven't read any of this, except for The Mistborn, that's not one of the options. Yeah, yeah, I, The Captain is a slow start, or of, of, you've got, um, what is it, what is that first one called? Oh, no, The Captain, I was thinking, um, You're thinking of... The Sea of Sea and, and, good grief, 
the series. It's about a captain. <laughs> it's about a captain. But then he came out with another series that's called, the first book is called The Captain. I haven't read it. Yeah. And the second one's coming out. I think The Captain was free recently, too. Yes, so, it was. Uh, I think it's like The Engineer, maybe. Yeah, I think you're correct. Yeah. Uh, the other one I wanted to read. So, okay, so no one, I didn't get a confirmed answer, so maybe nope. if I don't start anything by then, why don't we post it as a poll on uh, the social media? Yeah, we can Ooh. do that. Okay. We can do that. All right, so check out our social media. What should I read next? And I'll send you guys a list uh, when we're finished. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's release this episode, which means I need to edit it this week. So, yeah, yeah, Cooper is in my crotch. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. We're, we already talked about where you could find us. Everybody say bye. 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 Release this episode, which means I need to edit it this week. So, yeah, yeah, Cooper is in my crotch. All right, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. We're, we already talked about where you could find us. Everybody say bye. 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 bye.